Welcome to the show. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Nick Reynolds, Steve Harness, and cousin Brewski. Welcome to the, the vocal show. Vocal minority with Nick and Steve. Welcome to the show, y'all. It's the vocal minority with Nick and Steve. All of Brewski back at it for another hard hitting episode. I mean, this is going to be hard hitting, gentlemen. I'm looking forward to it. I can take a hit. Hit me, baby, one more time. You know what I mean? Yes, indeed. Uh, see our webpage, thevocalminority.net. All our socials are there. You can communicate with the show. Uh, I think I've said that for most of our podcasts. I don't know why people don't write me. <laughs> why are people communicating with me, dude? I just, I mean, even if it's a terrible comment, I just want someone to write me. Enough said. They feel it's all been said. So what are you going to do? Yeah, maybe so. We are one of the few podcasts that can creep you out with our show open, too. So uh, wear that as a badge of honor. Yeah. I love that guy. Welcome to the show. Oh, creeps me out every day. <laughs> I'm telling you, that guy's a molester. I don't know why, but something creepy resonates inside of me when I hear that. As he reaches out and puts in Steve's hand a water wet paper. Right. <laughs> Steve's got a lot of phobias. Speaking of which, uh, the kids are over here this week, my niece and nephew. TLC has a show that I've been turned on to uh, by the kids, and it is about weird phobias. Oh, I thought it'd be about chasing waterfalls. No. no, 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 no. Oh, not that TLC. Don't sorry. do that. Don't go chasing those waterfalls. Right. Uh, What's this your TLC is, thing? What is this? Uh, well, the first one was a girl who was addicted to eating toilet paper. Oh, um, oh my God. <laughs> dude, <laughs> no. it's an hour-long episode, and I mean, uh, oh. she... Is I don't like wet paper, but wet paper in someone's mouth is what that's top tier. Uh, and she, <laughs> this looks like uh, when she puts the toilet paper on her lips, it looks like uh, the dog when it sucks up the noodle, you know, in the Disney movie. Like she just inhales it. It's there. And then it's gone. You were neither a lady, but you're definitely a tramp if you're doing that kind of stuff. So <laughs> yes. I got off. Uh, the next episode I've got recorded is uh, I'm addicted to eating my couch. Uh, this lady wow. eats her couch. So, yeah, we'll let you know what's going on with that. <laughs> okay. That's a fun one. Okay. All right. Let's get classy for a minute, gentlemen. I came across an article today, and I thought, who cares? And then I realized I do. What makes a classy person, Nick Reynolds? Here are 15 important traits of classy people. I thought, well, hell, I should read that and see... If not only am I a classy person, which I feel like I might be, but is Steve Harness a classy person? Is Brewski a classy person? Well, Are you? Well, Play along with the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We we're start out. Ron Burgundy fans here, and he, of course, always wants you to stay classy. So he I, I try is, to make that a mantra. Yeah, he's ultimate classy, right? right? He speaks of leather-bound books and rich mahogany. I mean, come on. Well, and he started off with You Stay Classy San Diego, but by the end of the first movie, when he was now national anchors. Yes. Classy planet. Yes. All right. That's about all that. Do we have to like that music to no. be classy? No, Sorry. that's okay. Okay, perfect. Uh, <laughs> we'll let's start... on up, but yeah, that's not <laughs> Let's start out with number one on the list. Right. Well-mannered and polite. To be classy, this is a must. Think of any classy person, and I expect you'll imagine them to be politely spoken. Classy people mind their P's and Q's. Mm. They remember to say please and thank you, damn it. And not only because it's polite, 
but because they know that being well-mannered is the best way to show respect and gratitude to those around them. Boy, this does not describe modern society or certainly social media in any way, shape, or form. So, No. This is by the way, do you know what the expression, classic. mind your P's and Q's, means? Uh, I, I probably forget, but I think I know. Remind us. Uh, pints and quarts. Mind your pints and quarts. Don't overdo back it. The, back in the old days when they would serve beer and pints and quarts in England or whatever, they would say, if you're getting drunk, they would say, hey, you better mind your pints and quarts. Mind your P's and Q's. I love that origination stuff, Steve. Thank you for sharing with the program. I'm classy, Dick. I know these kinds of things. <laughs> That's right. You're good. This is, I bet you on the list, and I haven't read it if it's there, <laughs> will be how to have nice conversation starters at a party. Per- appropriate. That's a great party talk, Steve. All right. I'm, I'm tuning out now. I'm classy. So uh, this does say just to piggyback on what Steve just said, sadly, a survey taken back in 2015. And boy, uh, what a long way we've come since then. Seventy five percent of people think Americans are becoming uh, ruder and less civilized. So fast forward to 2023. Right. We don't even exist anymore. Yeah. No. All right. So this is good advice for everyone. Societally or dating relationships with your kids. Let's stay classy. So. <laughs> if you want to be classy, you'll be number two, which is confident. Often when we can't quite put our finger on what makes someone so alluring, it's confidence. Mm. That's the secret sauce, they say. And it's uh, you got to have it to be classy. Interesting. Uh, Ron Burgundy was definitely confident. Uh, but you know, there, I've always said there's a fine line between confidence and cockiness and I jump back and forth over it all the time. So I would say that's true. That is a good self analysis of yourself. Uh, which, uh, this article also says you're right on the money, Steve Harness, which ironically ends up giving the opposite impression and highlights insecurity if you do the cocky, arrogant thing too much. So find that balance. I see the class in you, Steven. I can't help it if I'm awesome. I'm just pointing. <laughs> Self-awareness. Uh, Brisky, do you got it? Oh, yeah. All right. You're confident. Yeah, we found out you were a speedo in your backyard last week. You're confident. <laughs> yeah. we were, we, by the way, we were listening to that show this weekend. I was, too, last night. Rachel was like, only in his backyard? I was like, I don't know. I think so, but I'll have to double check. So, Brisky wears a speedo in his backyard. I have a great visual of Brewski barbecuing in the backyard, holding his Bud Light with his Speedo (laughs) on, just a hot Boston summer day. And for some reason, in my mind, when I picture you, because I do, it's a blue Speedo. Is that true? Me too. As a matter of fact, I have have two of them, but one of them is blue, and it has (laughs) has three yellow stars across the butt. (laughs) It's a Wonder Woman motif. No, it goes with, with that, that, that lucha mask that, that I, I had made for myself. <laughs> Is that where the Speedos originated from? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, sometimes it's hot out, so I don't want to wear all three pieces because I have the, the long pants, the singlet, and then the trunks that go over the <laughs> sure. top of it. But sometimes you I, you know, it's a little too warm out, so I just wear the trunks. Well, Brewski is confident. That's number two on our list of 15 important traits of classy people. Okay. Uh, number three, keep calm, carry on is a popular slogan to say this day. Composed is the word of the day for number three. Uh, this first originated in the United Kingdom during the Second World War. That was where keep calm and carry on comes from. Uh, it's, you know what it's intended to say. Just forge forward, be calm, composed. And don't let anyone know that you're freaking out. That whole thing. There's something in people who can remain composed. In stressful situations, especially like uh, we're drawn to those people. And you know what? 
It's classy, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's classy that you're so composed right now. It's interesting. I don't know if I would have connected those dots per se, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Resilience it, during the storm. I guess that's classy. It's easy to get triggered when things aren't going the way we want, but classy people utilized uh, us being composed, you know, remain classy. I also envision a lot of rich, classy people, quote unquote, who are sexist, racist, you know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> that's very true. Yes. I actually know if Please. that's an accurate picture, but uh, okay. <laughs> Sometimes I'm calm in my tirades, though. Are they classy tirades? Because I'm saying yeah. calm. I don't know. A little serial killer calm in your tirades once in a while, dude. Right. <laughs> Number four is be emotionally intelligent. It used to be a bad thing for guys to be especially like in touch with their emotions. And that's not all emotionally intelligent means, but having control over your uh, ability to perceive, interpret different things is, yeah, emotionally intelligent people can hold on and communicate effectively their thoughts their views, and remain, again, calm. These are classy things to do. Interesting. I have had several people of late, my therapist, one of them, tell me that I'm very uh, emotionally intelligent. And I don't feel that that's true, but multiple people have pointed it out. But I don't I don't know that that makes me classy either. It just means yeah. I've been through a lot of crap and I've been through a lot yeah. of therapy. <laughs> so, you know. I think you're in touch with your emotions, though, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Brewski? How are you doing with your emotional life? Uh, you know, it's a day by day thing. You know, well, like anybody else, it's a day by day thing. Sure. Well, if you want to be classy and be emotionally intelligent, number five on the list is that's just so easy to do, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you can work for it. That is something you can work towards, right? Oh yeah, but you got to work towards that. that's the right. thing. Yeah. You make yeah. it sound like just flip the switch, just choose to be emotionally connected and intelligent. Yeah, I suppose if you take enough antidepressants. I take them, but if you take a lot of them, or, or maybe even some Valium or something like that, sure. that's going to bother you whatsoever. So I suppose <laughs> you could you could do it chemically. Doing drugs, especially prescription drugs, is also classy. Right. Ah, well, I could see you sitting there in your crushed red velvet, you know, smoking jacket with the sifter brandy and so doped up on antidepressants and Valium and all that that you would appear to be classy. Number five on the list is, uh, speaks of people being considerate to other people. All right. Yeah. This, uh, is the example that I would give you. I got a cupcake from my neighbor the other day with a note attached. Hope you ace the test. <laughs> I thought you might need this after a long day. She was right. I really did. How considerate. Sounds creepy, actually. <laughs> Here's a cupcake. Is this you a ace neighbor? The test. Yeah, this is a neighbor. Yeah, that's creepy. I don't know yeah. if that's classy by any means. Don't hand out candy to the neighbors. That's creepy. Listen, I think being considerate more ties into, hey, we'll leave it how you found it or better. You know what I mean? You borrow someone's car, fill it up with gas. These are considerate things. Uh, that's considerate, but I don't know. I think you're banging the neighbor if you're bringing over cupcakes with uplifting notes on them. I think you can be nice to your neighbor. This is a little weird, dude. Hey, Timmy, hope you had a good test. I uh, hope you aced the test. Here's a cupcake. That's weird. Boundaries, people. Boundaries. Please. Boy, see, I feel like a lot of these things coincide with each other. Number six is to be conscientious. Okay. Just in general. 
Everything uh, has to be earned through work, persistence, and honesty. That's why classy people are diligent, industrious, preserving in their efforts. They're conscientious. Do you believe that? No. Uh, sure, I believe it, but uh, I don't know that this person exists. And in, no. That any one person has all of these attributes going on, you know? Do you feel like you have all of them so far? Well, I think to some extent, but it depends on the situation. <laughs> like Bruski was saying, kind of day by day, some of these things may uh, shift around on you a little bit, but I don't know. Nor would I describe myself as classy, though. I really don't know that I am. <laughs> I don't think you are, dude. I don't think I am. <laughs> I don't think Bruski is. I think Bruski well, can get classy if he needs to. I don't want to uh, be classy, then, if none of us are. Like, that's not <laughs> okay. Number seven on the list is elegant. Uh, you need to be, <laughs> you need to be elegant if you're going to be classy. And then when, when we talk about being elegant, it's, uh, thinking, well, you think of a younger person, Brewski, but I will mention who they put in the article, like a Grace Kelly type person. I don't know who of our generation is Grace Kelly-ish. Wow. Ryan Seacrest. He's classy. Oh, yeah, that, that, maybe that is good, dude. That is fantastic. Be you elegant uh, Ryan Seacrest. <laughs> He's the yeah, role they, model for society, everybody. Yes, yeah, that, I think of like Clark Gable and Cary Grant, though, you know, smooth, yeah. suave, debonair kind of, and this Sinatra. Nobody, oh, but, well, yeah, listen, it's Frank's world. We were just living in it. You yeah, know, that's really. right. That really is a good question, though, because who is the modern equivalent of that? Which tells me, just as a society, we're just not as classy as we used to be. But no. people probably weren't classy either. We just had that perception based on movies. Well, that that was the image that was put out. Right, right. You know, I mean, there's a lot of great stories from from Hollywood, like just really, really good stories. Right. I told you that the, the, the Nancy Reagan story. I told you guys. Yes. Oh, yeah. Great at all uh, sex. Yeah, the throw queen. Yeah. Right. I don't know. Everyone had their skeletons. We just didn't know about them because people were classy, dude. They were elegant. And uh even when I talked to my mother, who's like uh well, seventy six, seventy seven years old now, uh, she'll say things that come from that generation once in a while. Like I'll hear her say to my niece, like, uh Pretty girls don't talk like that. <laughs> or, you know, like, good girls Ouch. don't talk like that. You know, come on, don't do that. You're a pretty girl. Stop it. Mm. And I understand where it comes from. It's probably doesn't work for her today. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, we used to be real elegant. Well, well, so so I know a woman that I see at uh, Viva Las Vegas every year. And I'm a friend with her on Facebook. Sounds and classy already. She's a, <laughs> she's a, she's a, she's a pinup model. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't do nude stuff or anything like that, but she's a pinup model. And she's, some of the things that she posts online, especially about her social life. Yeah. I just think it's one thing to be a confident woman and, and to, you know, not fall under old society's rules on sure. how a woman's supposed to behave and all that sort of thing. Yeah. And sometimes I think she gets a little too explicit. outspoken. No, no, explicit. And that's, this is me oh, talking. Pretty- yeah. This is me talking. And I just think that, that it does her a disservice when she does that. Whereas her, she sees it as empowering. And I just kind of see it as her doing herself a disservice. Well, we've now, we've all heard that that's not very ladylike. That's not a thing you would say necessarily anymore, but is that well, what you're saying? Kind of, but not, not, not to the point where I want someone to feel like they're having to live up to some unreasonable expectation or anything like that. But sure. it's more, but it's, but it's more like, 
take into account how you're presenting yourself yeah. to the to, to the world. And mm-hmm. I and I, I, I can I know it's big to not care about what anybody else thinks about you and to be yourself. And that's cool, but I don't know, sometimes I think you kinda of cross a line, that's all. I agree with you on some things like that, Brewski. I would argue too, there's shades of classiness within a certain category. You know, you were just saying your friend does pinup models. Well, I would say that a pinup model is probably classier than, you know, the woman in penthouse, you know, using the peace sure. sign to spread her lips and show everything. <laughs> like, so. pinup yeah. model, a pinup model does not queef in public. You no. know what I mean? They're classy in the world classy. of nude photography. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, and piggybacking off uh, what Brewski was just talking about, number eight on the list to be classy. These are 15 things you need to do to be a classy person. Number by the eight. way, can we just have one of them? Do we have to have all 15 of these? Like, geez. Oh, you got to have, well, I don't know. Maybe you can have, you need to have more than one, dude. Okay. You need to have at least eight to be eight. semi-classy. Oh. Okay. Okay. Number eight on our list is reserved. And maybe that's, uh, don't get me wrong, the author says. When I say reserved, I don't necessarily mean quiet or timid. It's not that classy people can't and don't let their voices be heard. It's just that they tend to hold back a little bit. They have the wisdom to get to know people first before revealing every little detail. For this reason, they don't create drama, and neither are they attracted to it. They are reserved yeah. you sound like boring people to hang out with quite frankly so. <laughs> i'm glad not, no, not reserved classy. dude when you're when you're not in front of you know people your good friends your family like you have some reservation to you yes and i'm not as much fun i'm way more fun on this show where i have no reservations. <laughs> <laughs> do you hate being reserved and just feel a need to be I hate social functions with people that aren't truly friends of mine, like going to some cocktail mixer with other couples or right. some business mixer around town. I hate having to, you know, be reserved and pretend to be classy because that's all I'm doing. I'd rather spout off all my, you know, pearls of wisdom as I do here. But well, you want to piss people off. You enjoy just getting the pot stirred a little bit. I'm sorry the truth hurts people. I'm not trying <laughs> to upset you, but uh, sometimes a little wisdom does hurt. So. Mm. I don't know if that's true, dude, that you're not trying to piss you off. (laughs) Listen, I'm not trying. It comes quite naturally. Sometimes are you trying? (laughs) Yes, sometimes I'm trying. I mean, you you, you can't be human and and not want to push buttons sometimes and and dig in a little bit and and get just to see reactions. Yeah. You know, keeps life interesting. Check out our yeah, social media pages. You'll see a lot of examples. So. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Number nine on the list. I feel like we all got it, boys. Are you friendly and warm? If you are, it's just another step closer to being a classy person. Friendly and warm. When I try to be, yes. Classy people are warm-hearted, encouraging, and friendly to those they meet. They know that doing so is the best way to show kindness and compassion which is what it takes to be classy. That's Nick 100%. Steve always says it. Everybody loves Nick. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, maybe that's my classy moment. Uh, yeah. I think this is a little commentary on society that all you have to do is kind of shut up and you look classy compared to everyone else. Just hold yes. back a little. Well, Just be polite. <laughs> well, the, you know that, that, old, that old saying, you know, better to keep your mouth closed and be thought of a fool than to open your mouth and remove no doubt. 
But it's, yeah, yeah, you're it's, sitting there in the corner smoking your uh, cigar or sifting your uh, sipping your brandy or whatever. You you probably appear to be classy, but you might just be a pervert watching everybody. I don't know. In the corner. Yeah, that's how Jeffrey Dahmer used to do it. Right. Uh, number 10 on the list is to be respectful. I think, you know, these, a lot of these, like I said, I feel like they just kind of coincide with one another. If you're classy, you're respectful. If you're respectful, you're friendly and warm, don't you think? I think so. Yeah, I mean, there's a little nuance to it, I suppose, but, uh, the overarching theme I'm hearing here is just be a nice, polite person and you come across yeah. as classy. Yes. Which again is a comment on society that that's all you got to do to stand out above the crowd. So that's interesting. <laughs> Uh, let's go through some of these a little quicker. We have, we're on number 11 and this one is to be a patient person. All right. Uh, they say that, you know, if you're going to be a patient person, this again is somebody who can be around other people that they will tend to want to be around them. You know, there's a great statesman named Axl Rose who wrote an entire song about patience people. And uh, I think we should hold him up as a model of elegance. It also says, if you are a truly patient person, then you know how to do the Axl Rose snake. <laughs> right. I do um, that a lot when I'm sipping brandy uh, at a cocktail machine. I, I'd like to add that yesterday was uh, Slash's birthday, 15 oh. years old. Happy birthday, Saul. Because I call yeah. him Saul. I'm cool. Yeah. So. Well, all those good friends call him Saul, you know. Exactly. I don't know if he just has, the, you know, the hair and stuff hides his face, but he doesn't look like he's aged at all to me. Yeah, that's good. He looks exactly actually. like oh, he, he does. does. Hide most of his. Uh, number 12, be flexible for crying out loud. Uh, don't rigidly hold on to only one way that things can and should be done. You got to roll with changes and accept them. Be flexible. This helps people to avoid being overwhelmed and frustrated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Again, just try to be a good person. That's what being flexible is about. So, and I, I will actually invoke another musical uh, genius Please. here, uh, Mr. <laughs> Kevin Cronin, singer for Aria Speedwagon, who wrote the song "Roll with the Changes." Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a good props there, dude. Uh, also, heard it from a friend. Yeah. Open-minded people are also classy. Think about that. That's maybe why you were called deplorable. You know, uh, these are open-minded, classy people. You got to be open-minded. You got to talk to people. It goes for uh, both sides, I suppose. But yeah. uh, I hope conservatives are hearing this list and realizing none of you are classy at all ever, according no. to this list, because you don't do any of this crap. Oh, well, we'll see if the deplorable or the I'm sorry, the uh, Republicans do this one. Uh, number 14 on our list is be trustworthy. <laughs> stick to your word. When you say something, mean what you say and stick to it. Well, listen, they probably do mean what they say some of the times, at least. But uh, would I trust my child home alone with any random conservative? Hell no. Okay, this is a great question. If I do say so myself. Listen, <laughs> I'm very if, classy, Nick. <laughs> if you uh were I, there are apps that you can have like their wag, you know, they'll come over and walk your dog and stuff like that. If they have an app for babysitters and you did it on the app, got a babysitter yeah. and they showed up in a MAGA hat, what would you do? Well, just like the uh, women I find on dating apps, if you show up in a mega hat or you're any sort of Trump supporter, no, God, no. I mean, you clearly have no sense of morals, of boundaries, of right or wrong. I mean, it's uh, no. 
you're disqualified. I wouldn't let you clean my gutters. I mean, no, no way. <laughs> Just tell them you got the wrong address, dude. Right. No offense to gutter cleaners, but uh, yeah, no, I don't trust mega people with anything. Number 15 on our list of... Especially uh, the White House, by the way. <laughs> right. To be classy, you need to be humble, okay? With such wow. a fine line of traits that classy people boast, you might expect it to go to their heads, but nothing could be further from the truth. There's nothing boastful or bragging about class. Classy people find it crass to show off. If you're a true classy person, you don't brag about summers in France and all the other types of those silver-plated things. <laughs> I don't think you want to brag about your yacht and all that stuff, but um, I have no humility because I'm right about everything, so I don't need to be humble. So, so <laughs> that one off. Steve got that one. He's very humble. Right. Uh, people do what it sounds like bragging. I'm just, I'm speaking the truth, people. So, sorry. Is it your truth or the truth? That's it's what we truth. need to find out. Okay. <laughs> it's both. It's mine and it's the. To conclude being classy in your own way. All right. The truth is there isn't just one way to be classy. Hell, I just named 15 of them. The long list of classy traits that we just talked about uh, have many different ways to reflect class, all of which shine from the inside out. Be a good person, dum-dum. The fundamentals of class always include the same combination of traits, kindness, decency, and respect. Have those three, put them in a package, and then be classy. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what you've been saying through this list. But uh, I would argue whoever wrote this list couldn't by their own definition be classy. They're not being humble about anything. They're not being reserved about anything. They're telling you you are or aren't classy. Well, who, but what about Miss, wrote this article? Give him credit. This is by Louise Jackson and she's hot and she's classy. Well, it's not very classy to comment on her look snack. <laughs> you don't have to have all of them. Well, just a few. Go. This is actually a perfect segue because I have a list that's kind of the opposite of this. Instead of being classy, these are things guys do that are creepy and they apparently, according to this author, just cannot stop and women hate it. So oh. I would assume uh, commenting on their looks, but let's see what's on the list, shall we? We don't want these to be on the list for us, right? According to this author, no, but let's see what of these things any of us do and if we agree whether these are creepy guy things because I admonish guys all the time. I, I think guys are, as a general rule, just complete morons. And I often in my <laughs> dating life and with Dottie recently have had multiple conversations about, yeah, I don't trust that guy because he's a guy. So that's uh, check mark against you right there. Cause yeah. Most guys are dirtbags, quite frankly. So sorry. This is from a, a, a website called Partners in Fire. It's by Melanie Allen. Oh, it's by some know it all woman. Oh. <laughs> Steve knows women. He spent a lot of time with women. Steve has spent so much time in the bush. Exactly. I lived in one for like nine months. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, uh, the first thing on the list again, these are creepy behaviors that men can't seem to stop that women hate. Uh, number one on the list is staring. Imagine feeling eyes on you constantly. Women can't escape the penetrating gaze as they live their lives. It's also known as oogling. Right. This is a, this is a tough one, right? Cause I often say, like, uh, I, I'm not a creep, but I'm also not blind. Like, if I see an attractive woman, like, I'm going to take note. Now, am I going to stare lasers through her boobs or her butt or whatever? Like, not intentionally, no, but, uh, not blind. 
Oh, but what do you mean? You will, uh, you don't just glance at a hot woman. You will stare. No, I'm saying I won't stare. I will glance. I will take mental note. But, you know, you see guys that are just shooting lasers out of their eyes, just oh, staring yeah. a hole through a woman walking by or something. Like, it's gross. I, I try never to do that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's a uh, couple of girls who have an account that I've seen on TikTok, and uh, they walk the streets of New York just walking around and they're videotaping to see, show you how often like they get stared at and cat called and stuff like that. Sure. It's crazy, dude. No, it definitely is crazy. So I don't know. Where's the fine line between just having eyeballs and uh, acknowledging a woman that looks good. I mean, she, she dressed nicely for some reason, I assume. And you know, but is it creepy to acknowledge it on any level? If you don't know her, it is. Nick came up with a good uh, pearl of wisdom years ago that I adopted, that it's okay to comment on a beautiful woman on TV or in a movie, but not the neighbor, not the waitress. In other words, no one in your real life you should be commenting to your person, like, you know, that's a beautiful woman. But Jody across the street is so hot. Right. That's creepy. But if you say Jennifer Aniston's hot, usually it's like, you know, your partner, oh, yeah, no, she is hot or beautiful or whatever. You see your hall pass? Right. Exactly. So, caution. Thanks, Steve. You're welcome. Uh, next one on the list. Uh, talking to not the eyes. This is kind ah. of staring, you know. Uh, we know women have bodies and that some outfits flatter certain body parts. However, when talking to a woman, give her the dignity to look at her in the eyes. I hate it when people talk to me and stare at my boobs, dude. So I oh, can yeah. only imagine if it happened all the time. Do none of us have peripheral vision? You can't look a woman in the eye and notice the rest <laughs> of her without oogling her? I mean. Right. I think it's a thing of like the 60s. If you're going to do it, don't do it right in front of them. Do it surreptitiously, you know? Don't Doesn't that caught. make us a pervert, dude, if we're like sneaking no, it? You're just not trying to be outward and like making everyone feel weird, you know? It goes back to the last list. That's the classy thing to do. You got to class it up a notch. People. Yeah. I was talking to my ex-wife oh, the other day and like she had her arms in like the Wonder Woman pose, right? Where I could see a little... You know, I could see through her arm crack and something happened behind her where I was talking to her. And all of a sudden I stared down to see like, what did the dog just walk behind you or something like, and I realized like you just looked at her breast basically. That's not what I was looking at, but to her, that must've been, she just saw my eyes drop all of a sudden into her midsection and then go back up. And I just thought like, do I have to point out that I'm not staring at your boobs? (laughs) Did you point it out? No, but she noticed my eyes went up and down. And, uh, you know, this is my ex-wife. Like, I'm over those things. But, um, but yeah, I had a moment of like, did I just come off as some creep? Like, that's not what I was looking at. I got straight. I thought someone was behind you. You're too aware of it. Maybe that's the issue. You're just too good at this. Well, not being a creep. Yeah, you're glassy, dude. Yeah, men be smart enough not to stare at their boobs while you're talking to them. A similar thing about being an idiot or not, thinking that she likes you. Women who work in the service industry are paid to be nice to you. It's literally their job. Doesn't mean she's into you. So every time the barista, the waitress, the real estate agent you're working with, just because they're nice to you guys, don't think they want you. I'm so guilty of this, dude. I think (laughs) I'm so easily sold on like someone will walk away and be like, boy, why that girl really likes me, dude. She really likes me. I'll say it to Rachel all the time. What is wrong with her? She so likes me. It's the old strip club thing. Like, look at all these women coming up to me and talking to me and all. Hey, look, I must be the most attractive guy in this place. (laughs) I'm the most popular guy on the couch. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. So go to the library. don't go assuming, guys. Some of them are paid to do these things. So. All of them are paid to do these things. I don't think you'll find a volunteer, a stripper in a strip house. I- I'm referring to all of them as baristas and real estate. Oh. All right. These are uh, creepy behaviors that men can't seem to stop and women absolutely hate. Next one on the list. There's no subtlety here, and you just mentioned this. Cat calling. Uh, Some yeah. men genuinely think that cat calling is a compliment. I have never understood this. I have never understood it either. Uh, where I come from, as far as I've ever seen, people don't do it. I feel like it's an East Coast thing. You're right. I don't ever hear think, it out here. I think There's it's people. more of a generational thing, too. You mm. don't see it these days. There's plenty of construction sites around Boston. And no one's and- calling you? Well, exactly. I mean, <laughs> who, I mean, who wouldn't want to? Well, so you know. this is an interesting question, actually. I don't know New York City at all. I mean, I know it's legend fame, but I've never been there. Bruce, you seem to spend a decent amount of time there. What Nick is referencing, these videos are absolutely real and they're current. However, everyone I've seen seems to be New York City. Yeah, me too. Have you ever cat called a woman and she's like, here's my number. Let me drop my panties for you. Like, I don't, I, I don't even understand the point. You know, you're just, you're showing off for the guys next to you. Come over here, baby. <laughs> Bring that sweet ass over here. You see, I, I slip into an East Coast accent. Like that's how ingrained it is in my brain. Yeah, because, because everybody thinks construction workers, New York right. City and you know, that, that sort of thing. Yeah. Well. Look up the videos. It's still a thing. So. Yeah, I'm quite sure it is still a thing. Uh, next thing on the list, these are creepy behaviors. I mean, can't seem to stop. Quote, unquote, accidental touches. Oh, Please ooh. don't use closed quarters as an excuse to touch people without consent. If you must uh, touch a woman, tap her on the shoulder like you would a man. Don't place your hand on her hip, small of her back, touch the side of her breast. I mean, Dude, come on, that's, um, that's, that's sexual assault, I think, is what you call that. I'm not tapping a woman on the shoulder. The old, excuse me, has worked fine for me. Right. Hey, sweet cheeks, move that hiney uh, out of my way and on over here. I, I will I will make a confession here. Confession. When, I thought maybe I, a confession was coming from you here. So, yeah. after, <laughs> after my interview with Molly Ringwald, yeah. there's a picture of me standing in the production studio with Molly with my arm around her. Right. And my left arm is around her waist. and my left hand may have kind of gone down on her hip a little bit. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Purposely? <laughs> I didn't. Of course didn't it was purposely. Think, I, 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 it was a subconscious thing. I, I, I just, you know. No, you, it wasn't. <laughs> you wanted to feel just the curvature of Molly. Listen, the only excuse I'm going to give you here is she's famous. Like, you no, just wanted to get a little side. not an excuse, dude. You can't do it. I'm now, not remember, saying it's a legitimate but, excuse. I'm just saying Brewski's not doing this to the barista at Starbucks. This was an 80s icon that he wanted to be able to say, like, I got a little side boob. I purposely looked outside the door, and Molly was taking pictures, and I quickly dropped to the floor and put my cheek on the chair where Molly was sitting when she and was tried to me. smell her poon and, 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 and that her butthole. Bucket. That was just me was and- enough of a gentleman to let her leave the room first. It's <laughs> a nice way to look at it. Classy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you are a champion. The chair was still warm, by the way. Uh, and so the legend goes. Creepy behaviors men can't seem to stop. I take a little bit of offense to this, that they're going to say this one is just something that men do. Stalking. And they say literal uh. stalking. <laughs> Like actually mm. stalking somebody. <laughs> of course, that's creepy, illegal, and everything yeah. else. I don't think men just do that in general. Well, I would hope not. And I, oh, yeah, well, for that to be on the same list is that, like, right. it's, we're, a couple of crimes have been on here. 
You know, like not yeah. just things that are day class A. I mean, these are crimes. Well, and the thing it says here, it says literal stalking. Gentlemen, the movies have failed you. Hollywood often portrays stalkers as winning the girl, but it's super creepy in real life. What what movie are they referencing? You was the biggest uh, thing on Netflix. Did you guys watch you? I know what you're talking about. I never watched it though. Yeah. No, I uh, didn't watch it. A few it, seasons no. and it's, it's an entertaining show, but it's all about a stalker and a murderer. Uh, but women were into the way that he was so obsessed. Right. 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 I think there's a gigantic difference between the secret admirer storyline in multiple movies, uh, versus somebody who's actually stalking. They say that all men are living their lives in, in a police song, you know? Yeah. Breath you take, every move you make, yeah. I'll be watching you. Uh, next thing on the list that, uh, creepy behaviors men can't seem to stop at hate. Visiting her at work. She's a captive audience at work because she has to be. Don't swing by to visit her at work unless she specifically invites you. Now, I don't know if they're talking about just the mm. cuparista or stopping by your own, you know, girlfriend or whatever, but visiting her at work. I hate when the line gets blurred between somebody who's trying to be nice and sweet. Versus somebody who's a stalker. Yeah, I know what you're talking about, and I think there is a line. I mean, uh, I think that if you're dating a girl, you know, like it's just pretty recent. Like it may be a little weird just to show up at her work or whatever. But if you're in a relationship, your relationship is going to dictate whether or not you have the relationship where you could pop by work. Yeah. But what about if you are trying to ask out the barista or something and you just, oh. you know, happen to need an extra coffee every day and you stop by to flirt a little like. Is that creepy, or is that how deep it creepy, dude? Well, so well, what are you supposed to do? Find out where she lives? or I mean, you only know her from working at this place. How would you possibly ever ask for her number, then? Next time you see her when you're just going there, don't make a special trip for her, dude. You got to do the literal stalking so you know where she lives, and then you can bump <laughs> into her on the way home. <laughs> like, come so, on. So, in other words, don't, don't make an extra trip, but, like, say, say she works at a fast food place that you sometimes like to go to for sure. lunch. Yep. You just go there for lunch, and then you happen to talk to her. But don't go out of your way to make a special trip uh, on, like, you're not really hungry. You're not really looking to have lunch. Your first thought should be, oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to go grab a burger. Oh, yeah. I wonder if Alicia will be there. Not, oh, I wonder if I can see Alicia. Maybe I'll go get a burger. I mean, I don't know how else she would do it, so... You're thinking with good intentions, though. Like, there are creepy yes. guys who show up to the barista and yes. try and talk to them all day. And, you know, there's creeps. Don't be a creep, dude. Absolutely. But, yeah, there is a fine line between what Hollywood has told us to be sweet and romantic versus creepy stalker. Uh, yeah. I remember uh Nate, the singer in the band I was in, this woman worked next door to a pizza place we both were working at. And, you know, he had a big crush on her. And he would stop in the store every now and again for whatever reason. And you had a little chit-chat, but. He decided he was going to send her flowers and ask her on in a date that way. Hollywood t would tell you that's a sweet romantic gesture. But this woman was like, stalker, creep, what are you doing <laughs> sending me flowers at work? I don't know you, pervert. Like, it's creepy, dude. It's intentions, though. He thought that was a sweet romantic thing. And on the first accepted date, you could bring flowers if you wanted to. But giving flowers before you've agreed to a date I, th weird. I think as long as it's not red roses yes because, okay here's the thing what about yellow roses no roses are done no 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 the, the colors dictate certain things 
So Red I didn't Ro- get that brochure. I don't know. Yeah, red roses are always for, for like romance and that sort of thing. Yellow roses you give to somebody for for friendship and and you're getting to know them. This the, all the colors mean different things. Just personally, I never send somebody flowers that I didn't know. How could you ever ask a stranger out then? This is why I've said before that you have to internet date nowadays because if you go up to the barista, if you stop into the clothing store a few more times to talk to the woman there, like you're automatically considered creepy, even though your intentions are good and you're just trying to play the game. This is just uh, too much pressure going on here. It comes down to that old thing where, you know, they say when a woman sees you for the first time, she'll decide within like 30 seconds if she wants to bang you or not. And that dictates from that point forward whether your actions are creepy or romantic. If she's into you, everything will be interpreted as romantic. If she does not ever want to touch you, everything you do will be creepy. So This is a great way to think about this. Rachel has a friend who loves male strippers. Like she likes the really? thunder from down oh, under, okay. that kind of Somebody thing. Somebody I know? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, start working on it. <laughs> and she's married. But uh, here's well, the thing. A lot of women hate that kind of stuff. So A lot of women hate that kind of stuff. And she is the exact opposite. Uh, and for her bachelorette party for her wedding had, uh, they went to this big male review, yeah. uh, and Rachel hates it, but she was like, what am I supposed to do? We're in Vegas. That's what she wants to do. I was like, go dude. I mean, yeah. grin and bear it. It's your friend. That's what she wants. Things happen in those clubs that don't necessarily happen in gentlemen's clubs that the guys are very aggressive with the women, and that's why a lot of women hate going there. But there is a lot of women who love being touched by these strippers. And, you know, Rachel was like, uh, the guy came over. I couldn't keep him away from me. He started to feel me up. I wanted to go so bad. I was what? like, what were your friends doing? And she was like, half of them hating it. Half of them like, oh, yeah, this is the best. So, you know, I once did uh, an event for a rock station that I worked at here in Boston and our nighttime talent, they had male strippers. And yeah. I will tell you right now, I saw things going on at this event. I've never seen. Well, first of all, if dudes try to do anything like this at all, they get their heads cracked open by very large security. Yeah. Security right. at this particular place was told, leave the ladies alone, let them do what they want. Mm. I saw full on oral sex happen between a woman and one of the, the male, male dancers. That's what I'm yeah. saying, dude. It happens all the time. It's all a complete double standard of things. But this is like, is that creepy or is it great? Oh, it's definitely creepy. But yeah, you know, uh, at a female strip club, all the guys are going to be into the women. I think those male strippers are good at feeling the vibe. Like Rachel probably put out the I'm creeped out vibe, so they probably did their little thing and moved on. But if some woman is vibing big time and just loving this guy, he knows there's no limits. And that's where these things start happening, where they're getting whapped in the face with a banana and all that kind of and stuff. That's, right. that's a- but like this garbage of like, don't ever show up at work or don't send her red roses or something. Like, geez, this is getting too nuanced. So It's too hard to be a man, a white man, Steve. Well, I said earlier in the show when I was dating, like, it is so difficult to date in the Me Too era because I would feel like a total creep going up to the woman at Starbucks and asking for her number. Yeah. Um, You know, you're just going to nine times out of ten be maced. So that's why internet dating is so much easier. As Ronnie Dangerville would say, it's rough. It's rough out there, I tell you. It's rough. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Creepy behaviors men can't seem to stop. I, I don't know if I've ever done this one. Getting her number elsewhere. 
The only acceptable way to get her phone number is to ask her, never get it from somewhere else, whatever that service may be or whatever. But Remember the Seinfeld episode where Jerry got that woman's phone number off of an AIDS walk list? He signed up to, signed up to, to sponsor Kramer in the AIDS walk, and he happened to notice this lady Lena's phone number. She had sponsored Kramer on the AIDS walk, too, and that's right. how Jerry got her phone number. Yeah, there, there's definitely creepy ways about going about things. You could tell her that, uh, oh, I spent $10, findmynumber.com, and got your number. Glad it's you. Right. <laughs> Do you want to go out? I spent 10 bucks already, dude. Come on. I delivered your pizza the other night. I just took your number. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, this is getting in that stalker category. Yeah. Here's something that came up when we were talking about dating etiquette months back when we had our dating coach on. Uh, apparently, men do this all the time. Inviting her back to your place on the first date. Uh, well, you said that's a no-no. I fell into the classic trap that I didn't know was a classic trap. I thought it was classy and a good move. But on like the second or third date to say like, hey, why don't I cook you dinner back in my place? Like, come see my place. So, you know, hang on. Uh, I brought that. I thought that was a good second or third date sort of move. But the dating coach said that that's sort of a creepy classic guy move. It basically just means come to my house so I can bang you. Yeah. No, I think you have got to be with a girl and again. If it's only your third day and you're both feeling that comfortable where you're like, yeah, dinner at your place doesn't sound bad. That's one thing. But to uh, assume that, yeah, like, hey, let's just do dinner at my place. For the most part, everyone knows, oh, that ends with sex. Like we have somewhere to have sex if you come over here. Right. Yeah. But if everyone knows it, then aren't you basically speaking in code? And if you say, yeah, I'll come to your house for dinner, then game on. Or you should know to say no. Uh, maybe. I don't know. You're causing her to say, no, I don't have any interest in sex with you yet. Like, that's creepy that you're already thinking about that. So you may. Of course, I'm thinking about it. I asked you out on a date. I mean, isn't that disingenuous? So you're expecting it or thinking about it? Well, I don't know if I'm expecting it, but to say like that, of course, that's in my brain. Of course, I'm thinking about you naked. Of course, I want to have sex with you at some point here. And th that's why I had said we got this on one of our clips on the social medias of like first date, you should not have sex. It just makes everyone look skanky and creepy. But after that, why don't we be adults? If you've said yes to a second date, we're obviously into each other. So how long are we playing the semantics game of, oh, I'm a whore if I do it on the second date, but the fourth date's okay. Like, come on. Yeah. You don't want to play the game. We're adults here. Good for you, dude. You're real grown up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I'm not there, dude. If I was single, uh, I don't want it on the second date. That's a lot of pressure for her. It's a lot of pressure for me to expect that. It Just personally speaking. I'm but, not saying you have to have it on the second date. I'm saying stop with the games, though. Of course we're thinking about it. If you're agreeing to a second date, it's inevitable. I mean, I'm not going to label you as a skank or whatever. If you do it on the second date, you're just being honest. You agree Third with that, Brewski? You're always thinking about nailing her from the first date? Yes. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. That's all what you're thinking about here. No, not, not, not all you're first. thinking about, but it's it's there. It's it's part of the whole reason why you ask this person out to begin with. There's yes. that physical attraction that sure. you have to them, you know? Yeah. Um, I had a woman that uh, when I lived in Seattle – we went out. I met her at uh, Shorty's over in Belltown. Fantastic bar. We sat down. We're drinking. Everything seems to be going okay. And then she's kind of, and I'm like, so, hey, what do you want to go out again sometime? And then she's just like, yeah, maybe I don't, I, I'm not sure if I want to go out again. So I'm like, okay. So we finished our drinks. And then she's like, I'll give you a ride home, though. And I'm like, okay. So she drives me back to the hill. 
and we're in front of my building. And then she's like, oh, well, you know, good night. And she reaches over and she goes to give me a kiss. Hmm. And then that kiss escalates into a lot more. She's like, well, you're a really good kisser. You know what? Maybe we should go go, go into your apartment. Yeah, so you banged her. So she didn't want to date you. She just wanted your body. Well, yeah. Did you see her again? I wanted to. She was just kind of like, yeah, I don't think I want to go out again. But I had a really fun time with you. Yeah, she was horny for you, dude. Listen, I think I've heard people say that, you know, it shouldn't be about looks or whatever. That is such garbage. The first step in any romantic interest is you see someone, whether it's in person or online, and there has to be an attraction there. If there's no attraction, why are you asking them out? Why do you want to get to know them? I do not accept at all that you could ask some ugly woman out that you're not attracted to, but then you realize she's got this beautiful soul, and now I'm attracted to her. Bull loney. Oh, uh, I don't think it can work like that. I think that someone can become more attractive to you uh, over time if you work with somebody and you're like, sure. oh, you know, that kind of thing. But yeah, there There's has to be, be some initial attraction. Yeah. But the thing is, have you ever gone out with a hot girl and found her to be repugnant just talking to her for an hour? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 So it's a, you're right. It's a good idea to at least wait one date, but I say five to seven is really my, my personal number where like I know enough and I'm not saying we can't make out or mess around a little bit, but by five to seven, I know enough of your skeletons. That's a lot. I, yeah. you know, sexual compatibility is a big part of getting to know someone. Sure. Asked. So waiting five to seven dates, that's like waiting until marriage. What if she's terrible in bed at that point? Seven See, dates you've invested in this? Good seven dates, dude. Life is not that me, short. I mean, come on. Spanning I, a couple of months. I mean, come on. Let's find out what's going on here, baby. Dude, got, this I, is not. You don't get this for nothing. Okay? Like, I have some sort of respect for my pain, for crying out loud. Even if I don't take it out and play with it, I still like seeing it. So. <laughs> I've been on some first dates where I wouldn't have asked her out if there wasn't attraction, but you're halfway through dinner or drinks or whatever. You're just like, I, this person is uh, annoying the crowd. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. I've, I've been there. And then, and then the end of the night comes and, you know, they're like, Hey, you want to go back to your place? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I have no, I have no desire to see you ever again, but uh, why not? This you're is where I go to the Nick thing of my peen has some value. So I realize you're <laughs> the, uh, you don't get it. No, you're a little slut, Brisky. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on. Creepy behaviors men can't seem to stop. I I don't think I've ever told a woman to tell her to smile. Hey, baby, you got to smile. Like, that's a classic condescending douchebag guy thing. You got to smile a little more, baby. Another outdated way of speaking to a woman. Yeah. And didn't Trump do this to Hillary Clinton, by the way? Yes. Yeah. But I will say, going back to what dating coach said, Remember what she said about pictures on your your profile? Do sure. you have to smile and show teeth? Yeah. I'm not saying this to a woman, but I'll see someone on a dating app. They've got the whole sour bitch face in every one of the pictures. And I'm like, can you smile? Can I see that you have teeth? No, I mean, that's fair. I think that comment comes from, like, uh, you know, uh, guys uh, with a Hooters waitress. Like, smile, sure. baby. We're having a sure. good time, you know. Yeah. But, like... Yeah, I mean, everybody should smile once in a while. I mean, it's a nice light to be seen in, and if you're trying to make a good impression, you think, uh, you know, you'd smile once in a while, but I would never tell somebody, like, smile, yeah, sweetheart. Plus, there's a sexual connotation to that, isn't there? Is that something you yell at uh, dancers or whatever? Hey, baby, let me see you smile. It is? No, oh, I've heard that before. Brewski, never? Uh, you're asking yeah. to see her hoo-ha. 
No, no, that I've never heard that. No, really? maybe I've I heard like uh, <laughs> it's time to go clam digging, baby. You know, but I've never heard smile. That's interesting. That may be a Michigan thing. That no, must it be. just must be. It just, it just it just depends on what song she's on. If she's on like the third or fourth song, and she, you hear "Strut" by Bob Seger, and she's totally naked, well, now you know you're going to see a little something. So you throw a few extra dollars <laughs> up on the rail, and that's when she comes over and she sits herself down. Moves the legs in position, and there you go. You get the whole view. That's classy, dude. You're classy, Brewski. You know how to tip well, and uh, you know how to read the strip. There you go. All right, I've got one last thing on my list here of creepy behaviors men can't stop. Uh, there's a term here I've never heard. Uh, don't be a hobo sexual. Do you know what that is? A hobo oh. sexual. Uh, clean yourself up. No, I mean, don't, I think, don't I look like a hobo. Nope. No, I think it means like that you date this woman and you let her pay for everything and like you live with her or you stay in yes. with her and, and you're basically it. leeching off of her. Yeah. Some oh. men are just looking for a free ride. They date women so they have free housing and don't have to lift a finger, don't have to pay for anything. Don't be a hobo sexual. <laughs> oh, I see. All right. So yeah, no, that's probably not a good thing to do either. But I can't say that's a creepy behavior that men commonly do. I mean, I, uh, using somebody is, is creepy. Well, using somebody is probably a common male thing. But uh, for free rent and get them to pay for all your meals, I mean, that's counterintuitive. Good luck finding that out there. I met this woman from Sacramento at Viva, and she had this guy that she had been dating. And he lived with her for a while. And she broke up with him and kicked him out of the house because he wasn't working. He wasn't paying for the bills. He wasn't doing any housework and he wasn't giving her any peen either. And she's like, listen, you gotta, you gotta do something here. Gas, grass, or ass. No one rides for free, dude. <laughs> exactly. Listen, part of me would love to be a kept man. I'll keep the house clean and bang you every night if that's what you're looking for. If you're, you're bringing in the big bucks and all that. But in all seriousness, even if there's a lopsided, you know, income disparity, I can't ever see just not working, not contributing at all. Like, you're not going to try and leech off Dottie anytime soon? No, no, no. Um, try but, it. <laughs> Just go move in with her and quit your job, dude, and see what happens. And I don't mean to say that if you're staying at home taking care of the house and the kids that that's not a job of, uh, of sorts. Obviously it is. But I think they're talking about two single people, no kids, no entanglements. The guy just yeah. wants to shack up and have you pay for everything. Like right. He wants to sit home playing video games and smoking weed all day right. and maybe watching Cartoon Network. And meanwhile, you're working and paying for the bills and buying all the food and everything and not yeah. getting any push-push uh, at the end of the night. You know? But kudos to you if somehow you can pull that off, guys. Like, I don't know what woman's putting up with that crap, but I don't know. Good luck to you. So. A lot of women with self-esteem issues, Steve. I would think so. So we have covered uh, the classy side and the creepy side of things men can do. So uh, take note and adjust as needed, gentlemen. All right. Well, now you know how to be a better human just for listening to this fine program. Right. We're performing a civil service here. Indeed. It's the Vocal Minority with Nick and Steve Alabruski. Time to wrap it up, gentlemen. See our webpage, thevocalminority.net. All our socials are there. And thank you for joining us on today's program. Bruski, please say goodbye. Goodbye. And we say bye-bye. Test one, two, test one, two. Stop. I